I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. with a little listener mail. Yeah, let's do it. Would you like me to read it? Yeah, Lo, hit me with it. Read it up. Hey, I think you're interesting and you make me smile and laugh. I recently went through a psychosis and I have a deep depression right now. Oh, no. (laughs) But you made me feel a bit lighter and happier. You made me think in another direction. Thanks for that. And my wish when I die is to be cremated and someone to paint a painting of me with my ashes because why the hell not? It just feels fun. Something to give to the family. Thanks. Dude, hell yeah. That's, <laughs> that's dope. I, I love as that somebody idea. who's been like really yeah. into art lately, like I now I now want that. That would act that would be so cool to commission uh, an artist to mm. create a painting with your ashes. That's like something I don't know. I mean, obviously whoever like leave like three bullet points of instructions for something. That, what like, would you like, want it? What if you had to have? What would be your painting? Yeah. What What would be if you had to have your ashes painted into something? What would it be? I don't know. Something like something. I don't know. Something very trippy and abstract. That that mm. that be, mostly because I wouldn't want it to be a self portrait. I wouldn't want it to be a portrait. A, I guess it wouldn't be a self because that's like that's a, be because dead. when you're doing something like that that that's really creative. Using your ashes as like painting like mm-hmm. material mm-hmm. so i feel like doing a self-portrait is like a little bit i don't know it doesn't do it justice so you mm-hmm. kind of got to go i would want it to be something kind of abstract that could change over time for somebody in terms of like what it sort of means so that i'm not you know like ingrained in it in the in this very like obvious way but something that can like transform is there a vibe that you would want time. though like is there a specific vibe to the abstractedness of it like uh, you know. would want it to like to like say something like give off a specific feeling yeah very yeah, like do, do, have you uh do you know john lurie that artist no. uh i don't know if we're allowed to do this but just in post if you can drop a john lurie photo right now uh photo yeah. painting right now uh john lurie is like uh Super like abstract art, but but it's but it's like uh, it kind of makes you feel a bit weird, like and it, and it's re- and it's and, and it's like beautiful watercolor, mm. but like also a bit eerie. And because I really like I, I although I don't I have abstract, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't I am artistic, but not in like not in the not in the <sighs> sense that people associate. I think like artisticness with like mm. when you think of. Being artistic, Did you say like, artistic, you're artistic? Art, artistically oh, artistic. That's right. <laughs> you know, I think people associate Artism. artistic 
artism with <laughs> I think people associate artism with uh you know like painting and photography and that sort of thing and uh and I was I don't know I I, I was listening to this podcast yesterday on a, on a bike ride and uh and when you when you get out when I whenever I'm riding and I'm on like a very straight stretch of not a straight stretch of road but like a, a road where I don't I'm not really turning there's no stop signs there's no lights I'm like really out there in rural areas you just close your eyes which is exactly why you, <laughs> <laughs> you I, I mean I might as well close my eyes because when I'm listening to a podcast or music I am like in the conversation I'm in the music and I'm not really you, you ever realize that when you're driving, especially when you Brian, you've done a fuckload of long road trips mm. over the past few years and a lot of driving, you know, when you realize that you don't really remember the last five minutes of driving yeah, and you, yeah, and you, and you go, like, wow, Was that's that scary. Dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> I feel, yeah. anyway, I was listening to this podcast and I was very much in the zone and it was, you know, who Brad Wiggins is. It was Brad Wiggins and he was talking about, um, he's talking about, Cyclist. about, about, painting and getting into art after his cycling career. And he was describing art in this way that I was like, Oh my God, I really connected that. It was, he was just talking about like, you know, art is just like, art, art, art is really just like the, the, this, like f- this, like physical expression of emotions. And like, if somebody wants your art or likes your art, they're really just like, they're really just intrigued by your emotions and, mm. and, and the way that you, and the way that that <clears throat> manifests physically. It's yep. so weird because it's like, it's like there's, it's the breaking of rules in a rule-based society that has its own set of rules. Like if that makes if that makes sense. Like art is so interesting because there are types of arts and, and types of art and styles of art. And there are there are sort of like these loose rules into which those forms of art live. But at the same time, the creative, the the one the pieces that stand out are the ones that like work within those boundaries, but find a way to break them at the same time what well okay um uh what art would you what would your your death art be so i uh, i was thinking about taylor's this. taylor can't explain what his is it's I abstract would, i would so want to know what that means it's just a bunch of smatterings, very like, uh, smattering of color it's very colorful it's very it's very trippy it's and just a clown yeah. sneeze i would want mine, white paper i would want mine uh i would want mine to be people-esque but right. And and the reason why is because like obviously people's really trendy right now because of NFTs and everything. But yeah, uh dude, I've been but, following people way before I know you you're the first cool. you're the first person to introduce me to people yeah. actually and uh his shit's when weird. You shared me his Instagram. And the reason <clears throat> why weird. is because the reason why I would want my my piece of art that's painted with my ashes to look like that is because think of all of like the portraits from the past that are like these very like stoic, yeah, like sort of boring images to look at in a lot of ways. Like they might be like well um, constructed and like well painted, but like at the same time, they're not really like you don't look at that and go, "What the fuck was going on there?" In most, in that's a why lot of cases, I, I've always been I, a bit, a bit like confused about the Mona Lisa, and and like because I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like I look at the Mona Lisa and I go, okay. Like that's not like I don't look at that and go. But wow. here I'll give yeah, you. Yeah, but there's yeah. something attached to the name of the person and how old it is and the time. Yeah, like, in but it's which not even. Lived. It's not it's even not, that because so. yeah. because Van Gogh. Um, it was uh, the Mona Lisa. Not no, Van Gogh. Uh, uh, da Vinci. 
<clears throat> yeah, yes. yeah. So, so um, um, there's this book that I'm reading right now called The Iconist, um, written by Jamie Mustard, and he's talking about why, um, why iconic paintings have become popular, and it's it's sort of because of the simplicity of them. Yeah. Because those artists that paint like Da Vinci's Mona Lisa, like that. That is a very simple painting relative to a lot of the other work that he did. Mm, and so right. it's the simplicity of it that makes it stand out and that makes it become this like monolith over time. And he was another great example that he gave in a different world is, um, is it uh, uh, Beethoven? Um, I'm thinking of, is it the dun 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 dun? Mm. Like yeah. that? Like when you think of that sound, it's not like, the rest of his work was very intricate and like detailed and like very, very, very impressive. Um, but like the ones that stand out are actually just very simple in their form. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to think of that because it's like, it's sort of like the beauty and the simplicity that makes it what it is. So what but would be your, boring. what would be your simple final <laughs> art piece ashes in the in the paint like our friend here who wrote well us. i unlike taylor i've got a bit of an ego and i'd want my piece to stand out and represent me a little bit more so i'd want it to be like my naked body except instead of like uh i dick i have like a third arm like stretching out like holding up this like dude this weird, is really like, funny because i have i, I was <laughs> thinking about it was like would weird be. fucking gem or something that's floating in like neon colors mine was a was a self-portrait of me <laughs> i mm, a massive, massive self-portrait of me masturbating, <laughs> and and I, as I'm coming, do you have a back hunch? As I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm hunched over a bit, and oh, but, dude. but as I'm as I'm climaxing in the painting, I I'm dead. <laughs> I die. So I die while I come. Wait, dude, and I got an idea. That's coming out of me. Is you mean the seminal fluid? The the seminal fluid that's coming out of me in Just the in, in the painting come. is is. My ghost. Oh, dude. and I'm and I'm. Oh, ooh, I was ghost thinking, come and I'm flying away. I was thinking instead of your ghost, it could be like this very like detailed mosaic of all the people that you met in your life that meant something to you. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say a detailed mosaic of all the people you fucked. <laughs> hey, those are all the people that I met and meant something to me. Uh, That's really funny. Well, you know what? I really appreciate. I hope that. Um, I hope that your uh, depression and psychosis is completely cured now because of the conversation yeah. that your that it's your as letter to us has, has, has. It's provoked. And, it's provoked this hilarious conversation. Well, where, and if there's any other listeners out there who have a who enjoy drawing uh we love seeing your mm. pictures as well so yeah, feel so free please to draw draw self portrait that, yeah. of me coming to death with my ghost coming yeah, i want to see a, i want to see a picture of jeremy coming out uh, uh and taylor and i are and hopefully are the, in the shape of the cup. this made you cheer up because everybody knows that if you've got depression all you need to do is come just turn cheer that, up turn just that gotta, frown upside cheer down up. that's right uh actually you know it will turn any frown upside down uh we've talked about this on the show before it was a long time ago but we have talked at length about like the ways that you can, um, like our friend here who wrote us, the ways that you can dispose of your remains. So, you know, like I've talked on the show about, and we've talked about it with, with Caitlin Doughty about um, things like um, Tibetan sky burials or um Come uh, in a tree yeah you can get you can get uh planted as a tree Which is pretty lame just saying um that's what you want to do i know that's why i'm uh, saying it's lame um <laughs> you can <laughs> before anyone else can i mean what's, what's what's lame is like what's lame is just getting put in a box and 
It's called a prophylactic. You know, un- underground. <laughs> um, uh, you can get cremated. There's all these things. But um, this... This one kind of, tr- um, I think, kind of blows all that shit out of the water. So if you, if you, can you, t- do you guys know what this is right here? Uh, that's yeah, a that's bullet. a glass dildo. That is a glass dildo. And this oh. company uh, have created an urn that you can put your loved one's ashes into as a dildo. Um, uh, and we talked about this at a live show in Vancouver a while ago. But, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's, a, it's a sex toy. So sex toys come in all shapes and sizes. This is coming from Mashable. But uh, Netherlands-based designer Mark Struikboom is bringing his sex toy to a whole new level of weird. Um, hey, don't yuck someone's yum. All right. Yeah, I was going to say it's not really that weird, the, is it? The device called... I love this I'd name. I'd say it's pretty objectively weird. It, I think it's subjectively uh, I think weird, it's subjectively weird, yeah. yeah. I think it's objectively weird, but you are associating a negative connotation to the word weird. No. I disagree. Uh, the device called 21 Grams is a memory box that allows a widow oh, no. to go back to the in- intimate memories of a lost beloved one. That's in a quote. According to Struckenboom's website. <laughs> or the lost beloved ones going into them. Uh, it's just it's just uh, it's just that this memory box happens to be inside a dildo. The glass urn allows you to place your loved one's ashes inside. 21 grams of ashes to be precise. Uh, and it's actually, it's quite a piece of art. Uh, it comes in this beautiful little carrying case with a, a lock and key. Is yeah. that a carrying case? Like, uh, it looks like a really, cooler. Are you carrying it around with it, you? It is. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. Eh? I, I believe it's also, it also doubles. So you can see here, it also doubles as like a, you know, you oh, probably yeah. put your makeup in there. A display box. Um, it looks like you could sit down in there and use the dildo. Wait, you, that looks like a perfume yeah, bottle on the right hand yeah. side. Like it looks like a squeezy. I, I believe, yeah, it is. It's something. It's something to do with, uh, you know, it is really beautiful. Oh, yeah, yes, uh, freshening str- the dildo. It says here, uh, Boom is serious about how this object should be used. He suggests bringing nostalgic moments into the act, like your lover's perfume and their favorite music, which will open quote. A window to go back to moments of love and intimacy. It would probably be pretty beautiful. The case has a scent diffuser and also functions as as an amplifier. You can place your iPhone inside and let music play through the (laughs) forget-me-not flowers on the sides of the box. The box does look like speakers. The box has a a lock so no one else can sleep with your dead lover's ashes, of course. (laughs) It just so happens that 21 grams is popularly and erroneously thought of as the weight of the soul. When it leaves the body on death, there was actually a movie called Twenty One Grams, and I think that's that, that's where the title of the movie comes from. Do you know where it like originally oh, it was that a drug concept reference. comes from, though? Um, isn't it something about breath? Like you 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 lose twenty one grams of weight up, upon death, or something like that? You're close. So uh, I'm reading that in 1901, an American doctor named Duncan McDougall determined that the soul weighed twenty one grams. Yeah. By weighing elderly people immediately before and after they died yes. from oh tuberculosis. Oh, yeah. wow. Right. So, so he would take the weight and they would. They I mean, would it's weigh, nice. Yeah. They'd weigh 21 grams less yeah. after they've died, which is like, it's probably, I mean, I don't know, just like. 21 grams is a very, very small amount. Yeah. Of so, like, it, almost like, imperceivable. Like, yeah. pump, a, like, put a bunch of oxygen in a body. Would that be, would that like. Bring you up oxygen would probably weigh more than makes me grams. feel like yeah, 21 Savage is a more meaningful rap name now. 500 grams is a pound ish, a little bit more than a pound, right? Okay, 
according to Metro Stuck Struckenboom, dreamed up the sex toy after noticing that an old woman that he assists with her groceries kept an urn containing the remains of her late husband. He felt that it did not reflect the way she spoke so lovingly about him. So he was like, I'm going to make a thing and you can <laughs> shove him right up. Well, <laughs> she, was probably, she, was probably, she was probably telling him like erotic stories. Definitely. Yeah, she, yeah, Yo, he, what yeah, do you guys think she groceries said? And she's like, oh, I do, do miss Duncan. I, I just miss the way he would <laughs> fill me up. <laughs> He's and like, why are meant- you only buying carrots and zucchini and eggplants? <laughs> yeah. What's she, up? She actually Let me meant, help you. She actually meant fill me up with joy. And he just like read between the lines and was like, oh, shit. You know, there is a total misunderstanding. It is is really sweet, though. He he, he goes on to uh, say, quote, in that same period, I read an article about widows, taboos and sex and intimacy and then thought to myself, can I combine these themes to make an object that is about love and missing uh, and and missing intimacy? I mean, it is very beautiful. But but the one photo I got to say, this photo is also goes along with the article. And. I love it so much because oh this photo, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like, it feels like it's the, in a church. It does it not feel like it's at the fucking funeral. It feels very, it feels, I'm getting, it's at the wake. Yeah. It's at the wake. I Do you mean, wear white at a wake? No, I don't think so. Feels like it's in a I'm church. I'm getting strong pew vibes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgive me, fa- forgive me, Daddy, for I have sinned. <laughs> uh, and, the, and, the, and the priest says again, no. "I'm gonna have to implore you not to call Jared, Daddy's Jared, father." I, I, I can't, I can't <laughs> lie. I am very intrigued by how, by, on your thoughts of how this doesn't fall into the category of weird. I don't think it's. I don't think it's weird. I mean, like, like, okay. Here's the thing. You, I, I understand that, be, and, it, and you know, it's no fault of your own, Taylor. It's because of your upbringing uh, and, and, and all that stuff. But like, sex isn't weird, you know? Like, sex isn't a bad thing, Taylor. It's okay. Like, sex is an okay thing. It's not Masturbation bad. Masturbation is weird. weird. You, don't, you don't go blind <laughs> if you masturbate. All, none of that stuff is true, right? I don't think it's weird. I think, I think it is. I think it's, I see why someone would state this as weird. But I mean, but then what is weird if that's not weird? Because weird is really just something that very few people have thought of doing before and strikes you as odd because of the lack of popularity around any given activity or process. I don't think are there multiple definitions to weird? I think weird is misunderstood. I think I think weird is is maybe misunderstood as a negative thing. I'm, I mean, it's weird, weird as in like unusual, very, un, like very unusual. I mean, mm-hmm. because if it was, if it wasn't weird, would we talk about it? Because yeah. if it was normal and something that we were good point, that, that is a good point. <clears throat> in the argument. That's a good point. I would say, I would say that before. Um, so we, you mentioned that we did talk about this before in Vancouver. And when I think about this, and even when I thought about it today, when you first brought it up, I thought, oh man, that is like, that's sort of like kinky or like that sort mm-hmm. of. Like I couldn't imagine doing that, but then when you talk it's about definitely, it, it's definitely, like, kinky. It's definitely kinky. It's definitely yeah. kinky. Yeah. You're no, dead. I'm gonna take your body, burn it, <laughs> put it into a bunch of ashes. Take that, no, fill my like vibrator, and fuck myself with. <laughs> but but it's I'm gonna actually, put more of you in me than you have ever been now, in. If you don't when think you're dead. if you don't Wait, think that more? that's weird now, after here. what you now, just now, said. Now, hold on. Let me say this. Let me say this. And we're getting now. We're boiling it down to semantics. I looked up the I looked up the definition of weird. Of strange or extraordinary character, which I don't, I, I don't think is so far off from this, but 
uh, synonym here is odd. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's odd. And odd is, uh, uh, goes on to be defined as differing markedly from the usual, ordinary, or accepted. I think for sure this is more odd than... When I hear weird, I don't go, no, nah, I don't think it's weird. But I do, I, I would, if you said it's okay, odd, I go, yeah, it is But before, odd. before I would have said, I would have said before, I would have said, this is, this is kinky. This is very kinky. Now I would say this is beautiful. Well, kink and beauty are not, are not. I'm not saying exclu- that, I'm not, I'm not saying, exclusive. I'm not saying that either one of them were exclusive, were, were, no had, to shame, live, had to live, yeah. had to live on their own. Yeah, kink, I'm just saying. Kink can be beautiful. Hey, listen, there's, so I learned this, um, I learned this the other day in therapy is that there's, there's, you can feel many different feelings towards one thing. What isn't beautiful about this? <laughs> I think that's beautiful. I bought Wait, it for what you. What isn't beautiful about Where this? Where did that come from? I, I haven't even seen that there. I bought that for you. And let me, let me clarify what I was saying because for the rest my, the my therapist said that you can feel many different feelings at the same time and, and that's okay. There might be one feeling that rises above the other. So just because I, I would feel that this is kinky first doesn't mean that I don't think it's also beautiful. It's just that that's the initial reaction that I have. And what I would say now is that I see this as being beautiful <sighs> first because it is, Oh my God, what are we doing? If you're not <laughs> watching the podcast on, on, uh, YouTube, on YouTube right you're now, you need, you need to be, you should see daddy put his mask on <clears throat> because, just for this because daddy, moment. daddy just became leather daddy. <laughs> and you don't want to not know what leather daddy looks like. Uh, the viewers oh, are. You are so. Viewer. You are so frightening. <laughs> you are the, the way that your beard hair just sort of like, like <laughs> the way like your nose sticks out. Let <laughs> me to tie you up, you daddy. Can someone explain what it is that I'm wearing so that our listeners can at least? Jer is wearing a leather mask uh, that has several. Uh, points of clip-on um, like nodes, metal clip-on nodes on it, so that you can well, so that you can attach a, a, an attachment that makes it that turns it from a regular leather kink daddy mask into a doggy kink daddy mask. It's a good pup, so good that pup you mask. so that you can be a good pup. Mm-hmm. And it's got a bunch of lace up. Uh, it's got a lace up like um, um, uh, laces ties on the, the back, back yeah. ties on the back. It's got a collar that he's now doing up it which has several notches um obviously Got the it. leather is <clears throat> accented with with, with you silver or metal um trim it's going to be really hard to continue the podcast <laughs> like this is it <laughs> hot under there if you loosen the if you loosen the collar you won't cho- you won't be you won't <laughs> be choking breathe. as much <laughs> the interesting thing is that um is that this is for anybody who's been watching uh this has been on the shelf the entire time but um no one Maybe nobody knows it. And I think that this will be the last time we ever mentioned that. Jared, I don't there. think that I can do the show with you wearing that because I definitely can't I take am you seriously. Way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and this is inappropriate because we do this on YouTube now and I can't have people seeing the visual. Like, what makes you more need hard, to... Taylor? Is it uh is it like uh a narb on an airplane or is it a uh is it just Jared in a leather daddy mask? Yeah, I'm I'm as hard now as I am when I wake up from a nap on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was giving me claustrophobia. I'm glad that you took it off. Um, that was short-lived. So, uh, um, uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, glad we could come to that conclusion. Hey, speaking of fucking, but do you but do you agree that it is 
that you see it more in a more beautiful light now than oh, I think before. it's I think it's definitely beautiful. I, I think if I think if like if someone's grandma was like, I'm gonna do this, first of all, I'd be like, that's amazing that you're that you are like I'm so glad that someone of that well, I mean, that's me assuming that someone's old that's doing this. Like, dude, it this could be for someone who's who's partner dies in their 30s and could be still, for this could be for it doesn't have to be, be for, for old me people. although you know what this this lady is old like this is a fuck th- those are some old hands those are na- those are grandma hands no they're not that old those I'm are grandma guessing. hands those are grandma stockings that is a grandma's skirt yeah this is true those are grandma but shoes. the hands do look I'd, not pe- I'd peg her old. at about 65. You'd peg her? <laughs> I'd peg he her means he'd be pegged by her with the dildo. But I do think it I do think it's beautiful. I think it I think uh, it would be you know. Well like crazy. initially if somebody said to me before, "Hey, how about this? Uh you die ashes in a dildo." Then I would be like, "Ah, I don't know, sounds kind of Sounds kind of kinky. <laughs> and now, after reading this, after having you read this article to me, I'm like, hilarious. sounds beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Um, speaking of uh, kinky, beautiful, and weird. Let's switch gears into something that's actually quite the opposite of all of that. <clears throat> this is a mm. really fucked up article and a little bit more of like a serious talk here. Um, even though, even though we're going to be talking about sperm and, and, um, and shrinking penises. Uh, this is from the guardian. This is actually an article from Aaron Brockovich, the one and only the one and only Aaron Brockovich, Aaron Brockovich. Uh, which is um, who, uh, Aaron Brockovich, for everybody who doesn't know, is Julia Roberts' alias. No, if you don't, if you don't know who Aaron Brockovich is, get your life. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, this is from last week. This article. The title is "Plummeting Sperm Counts, Shrinking Penises, Toxic Chemicals Threaten Humanity." The chemicals to blame for our reproductive crisis are found everywhere and in everything. So this is an article basically about this huge problem that is um, chemicals being found in our bodies. And some of these chemicals coming from like unknown sources. I feel like the uh, headline of this article really should have been Gen Z colon tiny PP question mark. It was it was a Gen Z tiny PP. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's a good title. It it was a um, it was it's a. I mean, it is a startling, I mean, I, from the, um, I I remember from the article, it's like something like you men would have 50% of the sperm, uh, today than their grandfather would have women and women, 25 year old women are, are, are less fertile than their 35 year old grandmother was. Let me get into here. So, so, so the end of the, basically Aaron Brockovich is like calling for 
there's a fucking crisis. She's going, the end of mankind? It may be coming sooner than we think, thanks to hormone-disrupting chemicals that are decimating fertility at an alarming rate around the globe. Uh, so she's basically <clears throat> sourcing this book called Countdown by Shauna Swan, uh, an environmental and reproductive epidemiologist at ICANN or ECANN School of Medicine at ICANN, Mount, ICANN, Mount Sinai. I think it's named after Carl Icahn, who's an famous investor. Mount Sinai in New York. Uh, finds that sperm ha- counts have dropped almost 60% since 1973. Dude. Following the trajectory we are on, Swan's research suggests <clears throat> sperm counts could reach zero by 2045. Whoa. Zero. Let that sink in. That would mean no babies, no reproduction, no more humans. And then she goes on to say, forgive me for asking, why, is the UN, why isn't the UN calling an emergency meeting on this right now? And if you haven't seen the movie Children of Men, mm-hmm. unbelievable Straight film. Up. I thought you were going to say Greenland. Uh, no, uh, but also pretty fun movie. It's surprisingly fun. Uh, More but, appropriate Children of Men. Uh, Children of Men is a film basically that takes place in the near future. And it is about a, it's about um, this like near future dystopia where exactly this. There's the, 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 the um, but like, fur- lot, like further on. Well, further on because it, it basically the movie takes place um, in a future where humans have lost the ability to reproduce. And at the time the movie takes place, the youngest person on the planet is like, uh, uh, is 18 years old, 18 years and like you mm-hmm. know, 12 days and you know, 25 minutes old. So like 18 years since the last, 18 years since born. the last human has, I know been I'm born. stuck on the movie analogies, but this is sounding a little bit more like Mad Max. This is a movie. It's a movie that is <laughs> setting up for Mad Max. We don't need an analogy. We don't need a movie analogy for a movie. <laughs> so, so Aaron Brofbich in this, in this article, she goes on to say, basically uh, the chemicals to blame for this crisis are found in everything from plastic containers and food wrapping to waterproof clothes and fragrances and cleaning products, to soaps and shampoos, to electronics and carpeting. Literally fucking everywhere, these chemicals, which they are thinking is playing a big role in this decline in, in sperm count, are fucking everywhere. They're called PFAs, also known as forever chemicals. Isn't it crazy to think about how many of those like objects are around us right now. Dude. Like the well, microphones in our face. She's basically saying bones. in this article that it's unavoidable. Probably everything in this fucking room has been manufactured <clears throat> with that. And that's why it's such a global problem. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a type of plastic. Like it's a, it's an umbrella, like the term PFA is like, it's, it's a type of, it's like an umbrella for a bunch of different chemicals. Mm. And what's like really sneaky about these chemicals is that, you'll see things advertised like this bottle doesn't contain PFAs, but it contains another really similar chemical that has mm. the same effect when it's like technically not PFAs or technically not this. Mm. So they're legally, they can say that, but it still has the same effect. Mm. And there's certain, um, I've noticed there is a, and I think she might mention it in the article, something about like certain regions that will, that do, flag things that are produced with these materials. And I think it's some, I think it's in Colorado and there's a, there's a online, um, 
there's an online retailer that I buy bike stuff from. Mm-hmm. And there are certain items that when you're on the page for that, whatever that item is, it has a little like um, rectangle uh, exclamation point, like yellow sign. And it says, you know, this product contains blah, 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 which is which, you know, we're required by, you know, proposition, whatever it is to disclose that like it has. I think they say it's carcin- a carcinogen or something like that. But um, so like there there are places that say, hey, like these these items are manufactured with this thing but like if everything is manufactured with it like it's crazy like is it just like even this plastic bottle that yeah. i'm holding in my hands like like, 100%. like but like just like holding it here in front of me or like so like so breathing yeah in a, the air around it like, they they don't break down in the environment or the human body they just accumulate and accumulate doing more and more damage minute by minute hour by hour day by day and now it seems that humanity is reaching a breaking point. So Swan, in her book, uh, she goes on to say some even f- more fucking wild stuff, which you were kind of alluding to earlier, Taylor. In some parts of the world, the average 20-something woman today is less fertile than her grandmother was at 35. Um, which, just to, just for context, <clears throat> 35? Like, if you are going to a... If you are... You're all dried to, up. If you're trying to have a kid, <laughs> you're, right, you're trying to have up. a kid at 35, mm. like for fertility things like 35 is the age where fertility clinics are like now things are different yeah like past 35 like that Mm. i mean obviously it's just it's all based on statistics but like they draw the line at 35 and say like this is how we would treat you pre like up to 34 and then Mm. this is how we would treat you after 35 yeah i think they call it a a geriatric pregnancy yeah Yeah, that's right right. yeah they do which is sounds so drastic it sounds so sad yeah it's like i'm 35 (laughs) though but yeah you're geriatric in your hoo-ha yeah um and so 20 20 something 20 something is less fertile than a geriatric pregnancy which is fucking crazy because at the same time as women are are generally less fertile in their 20s people are also having children later yes so exactly like like that which is you know because of a whole bunch of different reasons like you know like societal cultural, societal cultural yeah, things yeah, yeah. and so those two things together mm-hmm. are probably driving down like we were watching that vox borders uh episode today and he was saying in japan this is like from three years ago two or three years ago that in japan the fertility rate is such that the population is in decline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even here in Canada, I think Newfoundland is starting to, the government is starting to pay for IVF treatments because the demographic mm. situation in that province is so Whoa. dire. Sorry, in what province, sorry? Newfoundland. Newfoundland. <laughs> it's they so, pay for it in Toronto for your first, or in Toronto, in Ontario. Oh, really? It's, yeah. um, it's, uh, it's crazy because it if, you, if you think no, about it, like, not. so yeah. even using the word fertile, if you think of like um, a woman's ability to reproduce, uh, as like land that is fertile, and you think of if we if we were entering a crisis where like all of the land where we traditionally plant uh, fruits and vegetables and and our food, if that was like all of a sudden going barren, like the urgency at which we would, yeah, I mean, swan, to some extent, because swan, like there is like. You know, climate change. That is, yeah, that's what I was gonna being. say. I was gonna say, <laughs> but, well, climate change. Like, yeah. we're literally destroying the planet and, and this doing is, nothing yeah. about this it. This is what Swan <laughs> goes on to yeah, say. You're right, you're she's right. she's like shouting from the rooftops here that this is a global existential crisis. Um, not only does the research that she's done find that the chemicals are 
drastically reducing semen quality, but they're also shrinking penis size and volume of the testes. Okay. Okay. No, 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 nope. That's it. Now, you know, what's really funny. No more PFAS. I, I know you're joking. I know you're joking. I thought you were going to pull out your but, dick and just check to see if it was uh, still there. Yeah, I, I know you're joking, but uh, but that's where I draw the line. Kind of surprising that like that stat hasn't like just put a fucking fire under the asses of the lawmakers and the people that are like, you know, can actually make change. Especially because they're men. <laughs> yeah, the that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like this is like yeah. this is the this is the biggest fear of all of white old white men. Yeah, but they're but they don't care because going, it's not their dicks that are getting my smaller. Dick, my dicks it's already. This, my dicks already stopped. It's working. the same. It's the. It is the same. It is the same general sentiment as with climate change. It's yeah. it's it's the idea that not my this, problem. This happens in the future where I'm not here and blah blah yeah. blah blah. And you have some people that care about that and that can empathize. With future generations, uh, and then you have people that can't, and so, and that's where you. I think there's unfortunately, I think there's more people that can't than can. Generally, from a pessimistic perspective, mm. mm-hmm. I would love to have Shauna Swan on the podcast to talk about this because it's it's so fucking, yeah, it's so wild. Like, um, you know this this idea that that like, can you imagine just like one day again? You got to go if you haven't watched it. Go watch the movie; it's amazing. But Greenland was it? Uh, no, no, uh, children of men. <laughs> it is crazy, but then at the same time, like if their sperm just stopped. At you know? the same time, there are like, and and I, I'm just presenting this as sort of like a devil's advocate um, sort of uh, scenario. Is like there are tons of there are tons of things out there and tons of arguments out there that like there's way too many of us in the fucking first place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's true. That the yeah. earth that the <clears throat> earth is the way that it is, not only because of our behaviors, but because of the Mm-hmm. the behavior of the number of I don't us. I don't disagree with that uh in principle but uh I heard David Sinclair talking about uh um population because he's uh mm. the uh the fellow that specializes in uh longevity. longevity and aging and he was saying that um he believes that the population will peak at around 11 billion and then will plateau and then will fall um, mostly because of the trends in how many kids uh, families are having nowadays and how there's a declining. So there's a number of people. So probably because of the data around this study, actually. Well, <laughs> let me read is, this. Between 1964 and 2018, the global fertility rate fell from 5.06 births per woman to 2.4. Now, approximately half the world's countries have fertility rates below 2.1, which is the population replacement level. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's wild. So he was saying that, like, there, it still will, will probably trend up for a few more years, but at, like, with that data, we'll probably. There was a uh, guy, um, there was a guy on Rogan. I don't know what, I can't remember when the conversation was or what this guy's name was. I think he was a, he was a Wall Street Journal. Uh, or sorry, not Wall Street Journal. He was a, a Washington Post uh, columnist, I believe. Um, like one of those, like Wall Street, Wall Street Journal, uh, Washington Post, New York Times, like one of those like big publications. And he had written this thing that was like the case. It was called the case for the case for a hundred billion or something like that. And he, he was talking all about the the case 
that the earth can support 100 billion people. Um, I can't remember if it was exactly 100 billion, but it was like an astronomical oh, fucking amount of have, people. Yeah, Lauren, guy. see if you can find the that the the episode uh the episode of Rogan is definitely if you just start, maybe like the 100 billion people the, the, or something like that. The other interesting thing though is that fuck guys, we could be going to Mars. So, you know what? Uh I just want to I just want to come back to uh what we were talking about there about how there's probably too many of us. And I think uh, what I'm about to read to you right now is a perfect example as to why that can't not be true. Sorry, why there definitely is too many of us? 100%. I would tend mm. to agree with that as well. I, Way too I, would, many of us. I was I just would, presenting that as I like would too, a, yeah. If we got to the point where, where there's this happening, there's too many of us. Mm. Man injects 18 doses of semen into arm to cure back pain. Ends up in hospital. Uh, so moving along here, in really a new case study, <laughs> in a new case study, Irish doctors report the baffling case of a 33-year-old man who injected his own semen intravenously for a year and a half. A self-developed cure intended to treat chronic back pain. It does not appear to have worked. Guys, we just go from zero to 100 Dude, that's, real quick that's on not, the show. That's don't not we? weird. That's beautiful. <laughs> After reportedly injecting <laughs> semen into his arm every month for 18 months, the man finally sought medical attention, but not for his arm. The patient instead complained of severe, sudden onset lower back pain. Having lifted a, quote, heavy steel object three days beforehand. During his checkup, the doctor found a patch of red swelling on his right forearm after which the man admitted he'd been injecting himself with his own semen using a hypodermic needle that he purchased online. This is his arm. Wait, you have photos? This is a photo of the arm that he was injecting his own cum into for 18 months. I'm going to have to agree with Taylor on this one. At first, I thought this was kinky. Now, I just think it's beautiful. It's weird about this is that when you said that, obviously, my mind went to Florida. <laughs> I thought this man has to be. I mean, it's either Florida or some guy has to be drunken maniac from the panhandle. Has to be a Florida. He man. has to be a Florida man, and I figured he has to be not only from Florida, but he has to be in his fifties or sixties. I figured I, he has to be. And that arm looked that that arm hair was way too dark and rich. He's to, like thirty three. Thirty three. Yeah, that is thirty three Irishman. Is this person, and I'm not, I'm not saying this because I'm interested, but is this person <clears throat> single? Because this, this <laughs> looks like something a person would do unsupervised. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. No one was giving him direction. <laughs> so this time around, when he went into the hospital, he injected three doses of semen, entering both blood vessels and his muscles. Quote: This is the <laughs> quote. This is the first reported case. This is the this is the best. This why? is the fucking best. Yeah, why? why? This is mind. This is this is mind boggling. This is the best. <laughs> Quote: This is the first reported case of semen injection for use as a medical treatment. <clears throat> the doctors at Adelaide and Meath Hospital in Ireland wrote in the case study. I didn't realize that case. So case studies, right? Like we we we. I'm trying to get a, get a a bit of a a bit of a habit of bringing these really odd case studies to the show every Friday. And the more deep dive I do into these case studies, which, which some to, to, to get the actual case study itself, there's some of these, um, 
medical journal websites you have to like subscribe and pay money to. But Hamilton Morris, um, Sci, yes, that's right, Sci Web, or that's something right, like yeah. that. So, so one thing I'm noticing is that there is a, a really rich amount of humor built into some of the titles of these case studies. No, oh. I don't know if you remember the, the title from the one we talked about a couple of weeks ago about the blowfish and right. and cocaine. Yep. But the yeah. title of that one was pretty funny. Uh, it was something like um, like like a heavy night of blow. Oh, fish, like and then like it, it, it turned out that game. he was actually doing blow or whatever, something like that. But the, the case study of this one was titled. This is so fucking good. This is the semen guy. The semen. This is the guy. guy shooting semen into his arm, <laughs> who had back pain. Fuck, that's crazy. It's called seemingly harmless <laughs> back pain. Stop. An unusual <laughs> presentation of subcutaneous abscess. No. Seemingly harmless back pain. <laughs> See, you know what? Yeah, the people, you know what these researchers, you know what these researchers do? You know what they do? They watch YouTube. They watch YouTube. They watch YouTube and they're looking at Philly D and they're looking yeah. at hey, Jake dude, Paul. Yeah. Do those articles have thumbnails? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one I just showed you. Uh, the swollen region grew and hardened around the area on his arm where he'd injected his semen. What a fucking, fucking silly man. And an x-ray revealed an area of trapped air beneath the man's skin. Oh. The doctors immediately hospitalized the patient, treating him with intravenous antimicrobial therapy. After the patient's back pain had improved, he discharged himself. The doctors performed a search of the... This is fucking brilliant. The doctors, after this fucking dude left, the doctors were like, we got to figure out, like, has this happened before? They performed a search of the medical literature and beyond, revealing not a single case of intravenous semen injection for back pain, according to the case study. This is the quote from the case study itself. Although there is a report of the effects of subcutaneous semen injection into rats and rabbits... Oh, there were no cases of intravenous semen injection into humans found across the literature. A search of more eclectic Internet sites and forums Mm, found no other documentation of of semen (laughs) injection for back pain treatment or other uses. Attempts at intravenous and arterial injection of harmful substances such as mercury, gasoline, charcoal, lighter fluid, hydrochloric acid and hydrocarbon. Why are, are people injecting are shit in themselves? Well described and are generally carried out in attempted suicide, as opposed to the case detailed above, oh. in which the patient was aiming to relieve physical discomfort. Okay. Oh my god! After You're- dutifully reporting the first case ever of a man injecting himself with his own semen to try to treat back pain, the authors offered a warning: it's dangerous for the untrained to perform intravenous injections on themselves, especially when they're Guys. injecting things that aren't supposed to be injected into <clears throat> veins, like cum. Guys. Guys, do you think that now that this guy has done it and somebody's written about it, that there are bound to be many more cases? It's honestly just frustrating. Like, I'm just <laughs> frustrated. I'm just... 100%. Yeah, yes. right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right. I mean, like, you know, it's it's that it's that same thing. Like, uh, on New Year's Eve, my girlfriend took a photo of of me and, and my buddy Rich, and it was a... It was a like an Instax, like... Um, uh, like an insta Polaroid, Polaroid camera yeah. and the and the photo comes out <clears throat> and i was like oh let me see it and i take the fucking little you know the little polaroid picture and i'm holding it up and i'm looking at it <clears throat> and i'm trying to figure out wh- what side's the side that's going to be the photo and i flip it over and on the back side it just has in repeated writing on the top and on the bottom it just says 
do not eat. Do not put in mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> the only you know reason that yeah. that is fucking there is because some nincompoop was like, you know what? I oh. bet you could find <laughs> the lawsuit that led to that warning being put on the back you know what, of the Polaroid. You know what the funny thing is? Is that I'm sure I guarantee- Oh shit, Instax, don't put wait, it wait, 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 wait. Before you, before you read that, I just want to say that I guarantee you that like, of course, legally they need to put that on there because of what we're going to find out about in a second. But I guarantee you that the very fact that it says, do not put it in your mouth, probably leads to many more people putting it into their mouth. Yeah, but if nobody gave them but, that idea in the first Insects place. Doesn't and I know care. they don't care they about don't that. Care I know they don't care about that. They just that. want to be legally protected. I, I know that, but <laughs> isn't it crazy that do you do you think that the very fact that it's there and says do not put it in your mouth will lead to more people putting it yeah, in your mouth? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Which dude, crazy, it even right? it even would lead me at least on some level to go, huh, <laughs> I wonder what happens if you do put it in your mouth. I'm never I'm not going to do it, <laughs> yeah. but I'm definitely but if I see it says don't put it in mouth, I'll go, well, I wonder why. Or maybe <laughs> like, if it, maybe it's an indication like if someone has like a kid say and the kid puts it in their mouth cuz they don't know any better. That that would like if you weren't sure if it was harmful or not, mm, then yeah. that would be a tip off that like Good oh point. maybe I should call poison control or yeah. something because like I don't have a yeah. child but I do yeah. have a cat and sometimes he gets into things and I'm like sure. I don't know if this is bad or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Loki, Loki's eating. Uh, I mean, Loki's had tampons. He's eaten tampons of the oh. garbage before. And uh, big and, deal. Whatever. Yeah. So have I. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I melt tampons and then inject them. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, when I was in high school. Um, I went, I was at my, my high school girlfriend's house. We were watching a movie and, uh, I was like, I'm going to run upstairs and, and get some Kool-Aid. It was the middle of the summer and she was like, yeah, okay. And I ran upstairs. Tiny delight. Nope. Kool-Aid specifically. Cause mm-hmm. I knew her, her mom always had Kool-Aid made and in the fridge and I got upstairs and, uh, I saw the Kool-Aid container like that had the powder in it sitting on the counter. It was green Kool-Aid container. Mm-hmm. And next to that, on the counter, not in the fridge, was a water pitcher with green juice in it. Right. And I was like, oh, there's the Kool-Aid. Obviously, and I took it and I poured a big old glass. Oh, no. And I took a huge gulp, like chugging gulp, ready to chug down mm-hmm. Kool-Aid. Got like two or three chugs in and then realized like, oh, what the fuck is it? <laughs> Took you two or three chugs? Like you swallowed twice? Think about, like, think about when you're super thirsty and yeah, you're yeah. just like, you just go you're like, guzzling. I'm going to fucking guzzle a thing. But doesn't it just hit your mouth and lips and then... But if you're guzzling, dude... Well, here's the other thing. <laughs> Don't say guzzling. It didn't have much flavor. What I was drinking... Oh. Sort of tasted like, I mean, water, I guess, oh, okay. but there was a there was a flavor. Oh. So it wasn't but, like it wasn't. So- oh, I wasn't drinking acid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I didn't put fucking death juice in my mouth. I just drank. I drank green juice, and then I've done a- I've done that with with white rum. Well, someone played a trick on me for. when it was white rum, and I thought it was water, and that's what I'm drawing the comparison. Yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, but because like, as soon as it touched, as soon no, as it no, like, can we, touched, can we guess what? No, it, was? it wasn't. Fi- it wasn't like immediate fire in my mouth. It was like I'm drinking. I'm going. Wait, Dude, whoa, wait, what the fuck is this? I'm guessing you were drinking that fluid that you have to drink before like getting an X-ray or something like that. <laughs> Do you know what that stuff is? That would be to, like, Isn't that would be really weird for that to be in there? <laughs> it wouldn't kitchen. be weird. It'd be no, beautiful. No, you, <laughs> it would it's be not weird. First, it would be or kinky, perhaps it would be odd. Think about it. Think, <laughs> no, just think about the scenario here, Bri. It's in the kitchen. So sometimes at, people get that 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 drink. Like they, you take it home from Maddie's mom had it, and she had to take it home from the hospital. 
keep it in the fridge and drink it the night before. Is a, it uh, algae? Uh, like, I think like a colonoscopy, water? maybe. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like a dye, basically. Yeah, I think it is. Or a dye slash to like right. It wasn't that. Well, no, now it, we're into it now. So anyway, anyway, just tell us. Now you I knew guess. immediately that no, it wasn't oh, that I, my, my guess was like algae or like seaweed infused. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, so I drank it and was like, what the fuck? And I went downstairs and I was like, yo, Katie, um, what? I just drank something and it wasn't Kool-Aid. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know. Like, it tasted weird. It was right next to the Kool-Aid. And she was like, "Um, I I, I don't know. And she was like, Mom, Jeremy Jeremy drank what was on the counter. And Katie's mom was like, what? And I was like, oh, no. She came around. She's like, what, did you drink this? How much did you drink? And I was like, I don't know. I drank like, I drank a bit. Like, I had some. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm calling poison control. And I was going, what's going on? It was miracle Grow. I drank a bunch of miracle Grow. No. Wait, what's miracle Grow For lawns? It's like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, like a fertilizer. Oh, whoa. So she calls poison control. And yeah, and she gets on the phone and poisoning and, 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 you know, Katie's mom is like, you know, she's all, she's this excitable, loud woman. She's like, uh, I, I have a, I have a, a boy here. He drank, he drank, uh, he drank like, like three or four mouthfuls of, of, of miracle grow. And the lady's like, okay, okay. How old is the child? And she's like, uh, 18 <laughs> or 17, whatever the fuck it was. And the lady started laughing and she's like, what well, is something like, what do I, what do I need to know? Like, is something going to happen? What should you do? And she goes, no, 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 he'll be fine. Just tell him, uh, the only thing that will happen is he might grow a couple inches overnight. And then and it's like this, ha ha. Turns out yeah. that doesn't fucking, oh, yeah. doesn't fucking hurt me. And she was like, and FYI, just be, since he's 18 and he's of this age, and we've been seeing a lot of this lately, make sure he doesn't ejaculate into a syringe and then eject it into his fucking yeah, she, yeah, here's just a PSA. She's like, yeah, he'll be fine. But you know what? I do want to just, just let him know. Don't inject your own semen. We've been seeing a lot of this yeah. lately. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, it says, uh, don't put, uh, you don't put them in your mouth. The, uh, the Polaroids because it, the wait, it has a, a alkali in it, which helps. Which helps develop the the thing, and it'll burn the fuck out of your the, mouth. The, the developers for photos um, are like very carcinogenic too. Like a lot of people who worked in like de- film developing facilities mm. got like very severe cancer forms of cancer. Ouchie, ouchie, yeah. ouchie. Okay, did we get the answer? Not the answer, but did we get an explanation as to why this guy was doing that? Yeah, he was trying to it fix was for, his back. Oh, it was yeah. for his back pain. Oh, sorry. I thought his back pain no, was no, a he result was like, man, of... My back, he was going, fuck, my back hurts. I don't believe I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to... Yeah, neither do I. Yeah. I'm going to stick some semen in me. Do we get background I, no, on the guy? I do we have background on like what? Like No, no, you don't get any of that. You, you want to see a picture and judge him by the way he looks to No, I just want to like, I want, <laughs> like, I want to know more about him. I want to know, like, I want to know, like, <laughs> like, was he an, an accountant or was he, uh, like, like has a, he a been, serial killer? Like, has he been to school? <laughs> has he, like, does, like, is he, uh, is he a, is he <laughs> socially isolated? Like, what are the conditions that led to yeah, this person? Yeah. Like doing this to themselves. Here's the thing, Taylor, and never bouncing this idea yeah. off of somebody you're, else. Yeah. You're not gonna get any of that shit with a with a case study. Well, I want no. You, I want to. I want a ten well, part podcast. Florida, what, Florida is, man, if you're out there, this, this is what makes this exciting. Is it just leaves it to your own imagination. You can think. Of, you can think of anything. You know. You can just imagine. 
This guy could be anyone. This should be CBC Uncovered's next, Uncovered's next, next yeah. season. Yeah. I want to know. Brainwashed was great, but let's find yeah. out about the semen injector. Yeah, yeah. I want to know <laughs> who this man is. I, uh, I do too. I do, I do love it. I love that fucking story, though. Uh, whether he was, you know, whether he was lying I or not I honestly I don't I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't lying like there's there's some there's some ding-dongs out there you know and like there's that there's that kind of thing like have you ever have you ever thought no I'm not saying that I I believe this or or have like truly thought this but have you but have you ever thought like have you ever come and then gone I wonder if that would be good for my skin you know what I mean like like if you get like like I wonder if that would be good for my complexion if I just every day I take a teaspoon of my cum and I just rub it into my, into my, what's this called? Your tea Dude, area? That, that's true. Like that's zone. true. That's, that's, that's really why they, smart. that's why they call it a facial. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good yeah. for you. That was, yeah. Well, Aww. folks, uh, this has been really fun and we're so glad that you joined us this week. Mm. And uh, listen, we're doing this. Really? Silly, that's how we're at. That's the cold. <laughs> that's, and that's the cold open. <laughs> we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing this shit every, every fucking week. And hey, listen, folks, if you're listening at home and you haven't, you haven't tried it yet, um, you can listen. You can still I listen. You, were say a facial. you can still listen on YouTube. Um, um, but, uh, but with your eyes closed, you can listen to it or you could have your eyes open. And listen to it with your eyes too. Yeah, listen with your eyes. So basically, wa- <laughs> idea, in other words, watching it. Um, you can go to YouTube, follow us on Sick Boy, and uh, check out the episodes. And you know, it's like it, we you'll you'll see some of the shit we're talking about. You could see this guy's fucked up arm from uh, where he's shooting the semen into it. And uh, but we would love for you to join us over on YouTube because it's a lot of fun. And hey. If you're uh, if you're also just looking to listen with your ears because you want to save your eyes from the fucking disasterly horrifying shit that we show on here, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the CBC Listen app. And we would appreciate if you gave us a follow on all those little places uh, where possible and leave ratings and reviews if possible as well because that just helps the show. And you know we had that uh, that little note that a listener sent us about uh, the cool thing that uh, she would like done with her ashes when she dies. And that spurred on some really great conversation at the beginning of today's episode. And if you've got something that you uh, would like to say to us in that same vein, some fan mail, something that you might want us to read on the show, you can do that. Send it to letters at sickboypodcast.com. And uh, you know, for our Monday episodes and our Wednesday episodes, we, uh, we talk to guests and if you want to be one of those guests you can go to sickboypodcast.com slash contact fill out the guest form and maybe we'll have you on the show and uh now that we're on youtube as jeremy mentioned uh you can send us all different types of art too mm-hmm. like any type of art that you could possibly imagine we can mm-hmm. share it on the show like you can send us or you we'll, can write us a song or we'll put it on the fucking set if it's visual yeah, we'll, we'll, ha- well if you want to ship it to us we'll put it up if you mm-hmm. want to uh send Ooh. us a, a a picture that you draw you can like we encourage you to explore your artistic side. Mm. And uh, and as always, thank you to the people who make this show happen. No matter thank where you, you are on the artism spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, that was actually really good. Uh, thanks, Lauren Sankey, for uh, being here and making the show happen. Thanks, Taylor McGilvery. Thanks, Jeremy Saunders. Thank you, myself. And uh, thanks to our manager, Jeff Lonis, for making the show happen. And for Donovan the Meerkat. Morgan for the amazing sound design and to Rich O'Coin for the theme music. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. 
I'm Taylor. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sickle. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.